You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. So uh, we, we just had a great time, and it's really a good time to uh, just uh, be thankful when somebody say amen. Be thankful for the Lord and, and what he's done in our lives and so forth. Amen. And I want to thank you guys for rocking your shirts today on, on PCFL T-shirt day. Just remember, every last Sunday of the month, we wear our, our shirts. Amen. Just to have fun, relax a little bit. If you don't have your shirt, we still have the Black Friday specials going on right here. And, I, and I'm telling you, $10 each right now. Amen. That's a savings of $5, and that ends on Wednesday. So we got extended Black Friday, hallelujah. So if you want a shirt, come see us, amen. We got the, we got the, the regular PCLV shirts. We got the, the voice conference shirts that we just had uh, this last conference. And we have a few love shirts left, amen. And so, uh, so grab your shirt, amen, rock it next, next time. It's the last Sunday of the month, amen. Praise God, amen. Uh, today I want to minister on true faith. How many know that you gotta, you got to have faith? Come on. Come on, this is like that song, you got to have faith to make it today. Amen. We got to have faith. Each and every day, we got to have faith in order to make it. And today, I, I want to minister on true faith brings true commitment. True faith brings true commitment. You see, most people and most believers assume they have faith just because they believe the events of Jesus' life that are in the Bible. Romans chapter 10, verse 8 says this. The word is near you, in your mouth, in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. So you must have faith. Somebody say faith. Come on, faith in the word, which is within us, amen. In your heart, in your mouth, faith to listen and faith to obey his commands. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So true faith is to be obedient to Christ. Amen. Listen, church, true faith brings true commitment. You see, there's too many Christians that talk as believers. Come on, they, they walk like they have faith, but their actions show different when faith is tested. Come on, somebody. Come on, John chapter 4, verse 23 says, but a time is coming, indeed it's now, where, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those that will worship him that way, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. See, God is looking for people who I ministered last week, who will enter his courts with praise, amen, now, who will worship God in the midst of of trouble, amen, in the midst of uh, uh, situations that rise up in sickness that will worship God in spirit and in truth. Come on. Come on. These are the times where God is looking. He's looking for people to rise up 
to, to, to worship God no matter what. See, it's easy to worship God when everything is fine. Come on, but try to worship God in the midst of trial, in the midst of storm. See, God is looking for those type of people that, God, I, you know, no matter what hits my life, it's not going to take away the praise from God. You know, we, we, we have to have that in mind that I'm going to worship God when it's raining, and I'm going to worship God during the sunny times, amen. Uh, but no matter what hits my life, nothing's going to steal my worship. Come on, somebody. I mean, I think those are the times that we need to worship God the most is during those dark times or those things of, of uncertainties that hit our lives. We can prove our faith by our commitment. There is no other way, church, because true faith brings true commitment. Amen? I, I truly believe that, that, that if you believe in something, you will commit yourself to it. That if you truly believe in something, you will commit yourself to it. I really do. I mean, how many believe in Jesus? Come on. Then God's looking for some commitment. Come on, if you really truly believe the word of God, you truly believe in all that he's done for you, then you will commit yourself to it. Can somebody say amen? See, if you really don't obey the commands of your belief, then you have what they call a pseudo-faith. Pseudo means not real, not, not genuine. Meaning that we believe the word of God. We may even say amen to it, amen, but when it comes to acting on it, we don't. Don't look at him right now. Come on, we won't fully depend on God. Why? Because in reality, you really don't trust him. We say we love God, and if we can really be honest this morning, there are times that we don't trust God. Come on. Come on, there are moments that we go through these things, church. Listen, it isn't what we say or think that defines us, but what we do. If we love God and we can boast about God, but we serve God so carefully at times, listen, that we don't fully depend on him. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says this, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. And desperately wicked, who really knows how bad it is? See, pseudo-faith always prepares a different way. Just in case, listen, God fails. Or God doesn't meet you or your situation the way that you want. See, real faith knows that there's only one way. Real faith says, you know what, it's God's way or there is no other way. Come on, he's either in it or he's not in it. Since Adam has stepped foot on this earth, God has never failed any person, listen, who has fully trusted in him. If you trust God and you fully, fully commit yourself to God, he will never fail you, church. See, pseudo versus true, a person of pseudo faith will fight verbally on his belief, amen, but Never put himself in a place where he needs to fully depend in that belief. Where a person of true faith will stand and wait and put their trust in their belief no matter what. Come on, uh, come on, real faith is a person that will stand there in the midst of trial, in the midst of fire and say, you know what, I will not move. Uh, I'm going to trust in God. Uh, I'm going to wait on God, amen. Uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not just going to serve him when everything's going good, but God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to trust in you. 
Come on, this is a person of real faith. They'll stand no matter what. They'll say, God, if, if you don't show up, I still don't care, amen. I'm still going to serve you, amen. See, we got to be like those Hebrew boys that were thrown in that fire and say, you know what, I'm going to serve God, amen. You can throw me in there or not, amen. Go ahead, amen. But I'm still not going to deny my God. See, faith, church, faith in God includes faith in his timing. Come on, if you have faith, then you're going to have to learn how to wait on God, not demand God. <laughs> Come on, we're, we're, we're great in demanding. We want, demand, we want action right away. We want results right away, amen. Uh, but you know what? If you want faith in God, you're going to have to wait for his timing. You're going to have to wait when he says, not when you say not when you want, but when he allows it to come to you. Say, God, I, I'm going to trust you. See, we need, we need uh, today Christians and disciples that prepare to trust God completely, especially in these last days. I, I, I'm telling you, I mean, oh, it's getting harder and harder to serve God. Come on, uh, come on, because there's so many things going out there, amen, that if we're not really careful and we're not trusting God, we can get persuaded. Come on, we, we can lose our faith in God. And so right now is a time that we as disciples of Jesus Christ have to learn to trust God completely because let me tell you, the fire's on. It's, right now we're getting hit in this church. Our, our people are getting hit, amen. The health is getting hit, amen. This is not a time to bail on God. This is a time to trust in God. This is a time that, you know what, I'm going I'm to buckle my seat. And God, I don't know what you're doing, but let's go for the ride. See, each of us, a time is coming that all we will have left is nothing but God. Listen, health, wealth, friends, uh, all your hiding places will be all swept away and all we will have left is God. To a person with pseudo-faith, this is a scary thing. But to a person with true faith, it's comforting. This person's at peace. I don't know about you, but I'm at peace no matter what's hitting our world. Amen. Come on. I know Jesus is coming back. Come on. I know where I'm going. Amen. Come on. I know where my faith is taking me. For a person who's living in pseudo-faith, listen, it would be better for that person to invite God to remove every false false trust, amen, every ounce of doubt, and ask God to help them with their un belief. This is where we need to be. God, help me with my unbelief. Help me in the areas where I don't trust you in. Help me in those areas that, you know what, I don't have confidence in you in. God, help me in this area, Lord, that, you know what, I'm failing at, that I can trust you. Listen, when we have nothing left but God, we discover that God is enough, church. Come on. To believe in something and not live at church is dishonest. Come on, if we believe in something and we're not living it, it's dishonest. See, we must be willing to step out in faith and trust. But in order to step out and continue to walk in this faith, there must be commitment. Come on, you gotta be committed. See, no one likes commitment. We will sign for commitment. But we won't live for that commitment. 
Come on, you ever buy a car? You're committed for five years. Whatever, whatever you're planning to pay that back. There's a commitment, but there's times that we don't want to stay to that commitment. We're like, oh, man, payments. Yet you committed yourself when you signed it. You were all excited. Just like we get saved. We're excited. We commit ourselves. You know, you know coming to the altar is not, it's, it's, it doesn't, that's not the end of it. You got to commit yourself to it and say, God, I give you my life. You cleanse me. Uh, you've forgiven me. Uh, I believe in the blood of Jesus. Now I sign my name and commit my life to you to live for you and to trust in you. There's a commitment. Come on, we, we don't want the commitment. We, we come, we want to get saved, now bless me. Bless me with no commitment. Give me something with me, me not giving you nothing. See, we got to be willing to trust God. There has to be commitment. In Matthew chapter 14, 20 to 31, it says this, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if that is really you, tell me to come unto you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus says. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus says. Why do you doubt me? See, Peter here has been criticized through the years, amen, because at times he showed lack of faith or he had pseudo-faith. Here in, the, in Matthew's gospel, Peter asked Jesus, can I join you out there? How many know that took even faith to even ask him that? Come on. Then Peter gets out of the boat, amen. How many know that even takes a little bit more faith, amen, hallelujah. Then he begins to walk on water. I mean, this guy is rolling in faith. I mean, here he is. He, he's looking out. He says, Jesus, if that is really you, call me out. And he says, come. And then he steps out. And he's just walking on water. Woo. Hey, I'm doing this. <laughs> this is kind of cool. I mean, he had enough faith to ask him. He had enough faith to step out. He had enough faith, amen, to even start to walk on the water, amen. He's rolling off. And how many know that all of us, we're kind of like a Peter. We take our steps of faith. We're willing to get out of our boats, amen. We're willing to walk on the water and take a huge step of faith, amen. But then we stop. Something happens to the point when we step out. And we begin to walk in, in this faith that we're trusting God and something stops us. Come on. You, you, ever, you ever got excited over a conference? You ever got excited when God moved in your life? You ever got excited during a, anybody here today, amen, uh, come on, a service, amen, uh, where you say, God, I'm going to step out now. God, I'm going to do something for you. Uh, God, I hear you calling me. Uh, and you start to step out in faith, amen, uh, and we start to roll in this faith. But something down the line, we stop. What happens, church? I can tell you what happens. There's a lack of commitment. Well, there's a lack of commitment. Because when you step out, it takes commitment. 
It's not for a season. It's not for a moment. It's not just for a certain time when he fixes certain things in your life. This is a, this is a life commitment. This is, this is for life. Amen. And God, I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on trusting. But we stop because there's no commitment. Because true faith brings true commitment. Come on, you got to have faith. You never, you got to have faith. You gotta have faith. I went too fast, huh? You gotta have faith. Did you say slap me in the face? <laughs> no. <laughs> Here I go slapping people again, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm really thinking about starting a slapping ministry. <laughs> Come on, if you're having a stroll, stand in line. I'm gonna slap that doubt out of you, amen, and start walking for Jesus, amen. <laughs> See, Peter's commitment to faith stopped. What stopped his commitment? What stopped him from walking in faith? The Bible says that he took his eyes off of Jesus. Come on, he took his eyes off of faith. And the scripture says that he was afraid, and when he began to be afraid, he began to sink. I wonder how many Christians are sinking because they're afraid. Come on, or because they've taken their eyes off their faith or stopped what they were committed to. Jesus asked them, why do you doubt? And God would ask some of you guys today, why do you doubt? Why do you doubt? Come on, if we can be honest, we've all gone through the season of doubt in our lives. We're all through the season of what's going on. What are you doing here, God? I, you know, we, we start to doubt. And the devil's so out there right now, even confusing our minds. And you know what? Maybe, maybe the faith that you believe in is not really real. Or maybe you got it all wrong. And if we don't know our word, church, and we don't have our trust and believe of who we have our belief in, let me tell you, those things that hit your life can cause you to walk away. Peter begins to sink. He takes his eyes off of Jesus. He takes his eyes off the one that called him out. His faith, amen, was in him. Starts walking, amen, and all of a sudden becomes afraid. He stops being committed. And he sinks. You see, the faith that Peter had was at least enough to get him out of the boat. At least he had a little faith to do that, church, amen. But I wonder how many Christians truly get out of their boats today? Or how many are truly committed to him today? You know, we come, but are we committed? You know, we show up, but are we committed? Come on, are, are we really in or are we really out? Because you can't, you got to be in or out because the Bible says, you know what, you're either in or out, hot or cold, amen. But you know what, if you're lukewarm, uh, lukewarm, <laughs> if you're a lukewarm, <laughs> it's a new thing right there. That's what my Bible says, calls you lukewarm. <laughs> but if you, uh, you're lukewarm, church, he says, I'll spit you out. I don't care, I don't want to be lukewarm or lukewarm. <laughs> I, I want to be in. I got to be in. 
I got to trust. You know what? I cannot let the troubles of the world or things that hit my life or, or things that hit my home or whatever it is, Father, take away my belief. I'm not going to give up on this thing that I committed myself to. I've signed my life to it because he did it for me. He laid down his life. He committed himself all the way to the cross. There was no turning back. There, that, that commitment, he didn't give up halfway going up or carrying that. I said, you know what, forget this. I'm out. They're not worth it. But he was committed all the way to the cross. And how can we stop halfway when he went all the way? I mean, for some of us, we need to pick up our crosses again. And we got to put on our crowns and serve him full heartedly. You know what? Deny yourself. Deny your thoughts. Deny everything that brings doubt inside. You know what? And come back to that place of that altar where he set you free and said, God, I rem- take me back to where I said I commit myself to you. God, where I said I give you my life. I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to trust you that you're going to put my marriage here. I'm going to trust you that you're going to deliver me from drugs. I'm going to trust you that you're going to, you're going to do what you said you're going to do. You're what your word says you're going to do. I'm going to hang on to the very promises that you have spoken to me or prophesied over me. I'm going to, go, I'm going to hold on to those. I'm not going to let doubt or anything take that away. I commit myself. You know, we have to commit. Or did you sign your name wrong Mickey Mouse or something like that. You kind of faked it. You know, uh, you showed up, you came, and, but there was no really commitment inside of you. There was nothing there that, that was a, you know what, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give my life to you. See, faith is all something that all Christians claim to have. And we all should. See, Peter had faith, but Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. Come on, do you have enough faith to step out of your boat like Peter? Come on, can you only say yes to that this morning? Come on, do you have enough faith to move mountains? Come on, do you have enough faith as, a, as big as a mustard seed church? Because that's really all you need is that, that kind of faith to, to move mountains. Listen, it doesn't matter how much faith you have, but where you put your faith in. That's the key, church. Is your faith in Jesus? Is your faith in a mighty God or in a God that's not existent in your life? See, many times we try to reach our goals in life by placing faith within ourselves. Come on, somebody. Come on. You want to control it. You want to drive it. You want to make the calls. You want, you, you got, you're a control freak. Well, come on. I don't know about you, but I, I like to have things in control in my life. Come on, somebody. But there's times where I got to trust God. I got to have faith in God. But see, some of us, that's as, that's as far as we go. That's, we, we go here and I said, man, you got to grab a hold of it. And if God's not moving, then you try to do something for him. Like we're helping God. You're not helping God. Come on. And we, we try to be God. And we try to make the calls. And we try to do these things. And we're trying, to, we're trying to reach these goals by having faith within ourselves instead of allowing Jesus to see us through the trials that are sure to hit our lives. 
See, Peter wasn't the only disciple who failed when it comes to faith. The disciples who came to Jesus after they had a failure to cast out a demon from a child asked him, why were we not successful in this? In Matthew chapter 17, 20, Jesus answers them. He says this, because your faith is too small. Another translation, because it says, because of your unbelief. I'll tell you the truth. If you have faith as, as big as a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move from here to there, and it will move. All things are possible or will be possible for you. See, placing our faith, say my faith, our faith in anything else but God, in the Son of God, is not faith at all. If, if, if your faith is not in God, you have no faith. Church, faith is Taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase, but you still see Jesus saying, come. That's faith, church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3 says this, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us, church, to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. He, he has to be Lord of your life. Is he Lord of your life? Because if he's Lord in your life, church, you, 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 there has to be a commitment. There has to, only, only the Holy Spirit can give you that power to say, Jesus is Lord of my life. You see, there was no doubt in Paul's mind here, in Corinthians 12, 3, who he believed Jesus to be. And this should be the same mindset of all believers. And sadly, that's not the case today. It boils down to faith, church, because true faith brings true commitment. Do you place your faith in a lesser Jesus? Do you have faith in God's word? Listen, without complete faith and trust in God's word, you'll begin to go down the road of doubt. You'll begin to question God's word. There has to be a complete trust and faith, church. Because you're going you're gonna to go off the road that you're in. That commitment that you're in, you're going to go off to the road of doubt. And start to question the very word of God over your life. You ever question God? I've questioned God. There's nothing wrong with questioning God. Because God will talk to you. As long as you talk to the God. <laughs> As long as you're questioning God, not questioning something else or, or asking someone, God, God will answer you. If you're questioning God, then there's still faith. Come on, somebody. But we, we go through these things, but if we, if we go down the road of doubt, amen, and the road of confusion, amen, then we can start to question the very word of God, not asking God, but questioning his word in you. You start to question. You're not talking to him. You're making statements now. And when you start making statements, amen, now you're on that road of doubting and that you're just going down the road and you're just going to end up somewhere that you don't want to be. Listen, our faith is lacking because we don't believe God. When we don't believe God, listen, church, it's like calling him a liar. That's what we're doing. God, you're a liar. That's what we're saying. You may not be saying that out of your mouth, 
But that's how we're acting. Is you know what? We're, you're a liar. So we quit. We stop. We, we, we quit our commitment. We stop doing what we're doing because we say, God, you say you're going to do this. You're not doing it. So you're a liar. Peter demonstrated faith when he stepped out of that boat. Peter did walk on water, church. He did. Come on. He, it was a short walk. Hallelujah. But, but he did do it. Come on. Have you ever tried walking on water? Because without faith, let me tell you, church, you'll get wet. You'll get wet. Listen, church, what water is Jesus calling you out on? What's your water? And Jesus is calling each one of us right now in the season you're going through, whatever you're going through, God is calling. There's a water in front of you. There's something in your life that says, you know what, I want you to step out on this, son. I want you to step out on this, daughter. Come on. I want you to step out on your water, your situation, your storm, your battle. I want you to trust in me. And so for some of us here today, Jesus is calling you out. What's your water today? And will you step out? Or will you just hold back? And say, I don't know, God. I, 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 I just don't know. Will you respond to his voice? Because I can tell you right now, even though we're not seeking him, he's still seeking you. He's seeking you desperately. He loves you. Come on, like that, that song, Reckless Love. Is a, he just recklessly just goes after us. Come on, he doesn't say, well, you're not going to trust me? Charlie, then later. He's not going to do that to us. Come on, he, 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 he searches for us. He, he leaves the 99 for us. He, he does all these things. He loves us that much. He'll climb any mountain. He'll knock down any wall just to get to you. That when we're in that situation, he doesn't give up but keeps on calling. He says, step out. Come on. Trust in me. Come on, you're going to have to trust. Step in that water of doubt. Step in that water, amen, of uncertainty. Step out in that water that you don't know what's going to happen. But I can tell you, when you start to walk, you're going to walk on top of it. You're not going to sink underneath it. Come on, you're going to walk on top of your situation. It's not longer going to control you because you have it under your what? Feet. Come on. Some of you, you got to keep saying under your feet. You're walking with Satan. Oh, 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 come on. Now it's getting real. Come, come on. Let go of that. Let go of his hand. Come on. We're skipping. We're listening. We're even dancing with him. And you wonder why you sink. And you wonder why you're going through your situation because you're holding on to the enemy's lies. Instead of letting go, say, I'm going to trust Jesus. And watch yourself just start to rise up that situation. And now you start to walk on water once again. You start to walk over your situation. You start to walk over your problems. It is no longer controlling you. You're controlling it because you're walking on top of it. Come on, keep them under your feet. Don't let it surround you. Don't let it drown you. I don't care how good you think you can swim. When you fall in those waters, church, it's hard to get out. But thank God to Jesus, hallelujah, that when you call out, he lifts you up. 
He lifts us up, church. Every time you call, he'll always be there. Peter believed in Jesus the very moment he walked on water. Though he had a moment of doubt, lack of faith, he got wet. And others had, he had other moments of doubt. But Peter overcame these doubts to a point of his life that he died for Christ. Let me tell you, dying for Jesus takes faith. And this boy at the end had enough faith, church. Each day, there are many believers in every part of the world who are experiencing trials and tribulations. Jesus even told us that we'd be persecuted for his namesake. Our faith must see us through each trial, church, by trusting in Jesus' strength and not our own. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith must be understood spiritually. There's nothing blind about our faith in Jesus. The evidence is very clear who Jesus was and who he is still and a God that's still coming back for his church today. We don't need to be ashamed of our faith in Christ. Come on, because he is the risen. He is risen and he is alive today. And, and we know this to be true, church. You believe? Come on, I, I believe. We believe. That's why we're here. Faith allows the born-again believer to see these things spiritually. Our faith comes by hearing and reading and studying God's perfect word. Faith. Somebody say faith. Faith is our tool for reasoning what God has for us to learn. He, God has given us the intelligence to, to learn, amen. But faith allows us to see. Come on. He's given us the power to learn. He's given us the intellect to learn. But faith allows us to see that, church. Habakkuk 2.4 says, Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. God is looking for people to have faith in God. But if you're going to have faith, there has to be commitment. There has to be commitment, church. You, 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 you cannot just serve God and say you believe in God, but not willing to trust God in everything that hits your life. I mean, all of us, we can look back where we had to put our faith into a test or our faith was tested, right? When I came, you know, all of us, we all have our testimonies of brokenness. We all have our testimonies of whatever it was that brought us to this place where faith started to come into our life that we knew that we needed something different because we weren't doing it, the world wasn't doing it. Something supernaturally had to do something in our lives in order to come back up. And God met us, each one of us, at this altar. Each one of us raised our hands in our troubles, in our situations. And we came to a God. We answered it. We believed. There was enough belief, a little faith, right? We had enough faith to walk out. We had enough faith to raise our hands. We had enough faith to come to this altar. We had enough faith to say the sinner's prayer. All of us have come here. 
But where we mess up, church, is when we step back out. Because that commitment has to follow us. And I remember when I came and I was broken, amen, and, and I came to the Lord and my brokenness and, and, my, and everything, my marriage failing, everything going on in my life. And, well, you know what? I came to the Lord and God says, you know what? You give me your life, you make a commitment to my life, and I'll put everything back together in your life. It wasn't for that moment of commitment. It wasn't just because I said yes that day. I had to live it out. And I said, God, if you put my life together, I will give you my whole life. And he said, start living it. Walk out these doors and live it. Commit yourself to it. Sign it right here. These are all my promises right here. You sign that. And I can tell you, he's fulfilled every promise, church. And there's still ones I'm still holding on to. There's over 7,000 promises in the word of God, church. And I'm claiming them all. Hallelujah. I want them all. He says, I'm beautiful, I am. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm real, oh Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> I'm rich. I'm rich. It doesn't take money to make you rich. Come on, my daddy owns all the money. He owns everything. I, I, I know, I know who my daddy is. I, I know what kind of bank account he has. I don't, I don't trust in mine. I trust in his. I, I know who I belong to, church. I, I know Everything he's spoken. I know that if you do this, this comes. Come on, if you apply these principles, these promises get released. It's, it's automatic for God. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't, come on, he's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's an awesome God. He's a merciful God. I mean, the list goes on and on. What kind of God he is, amen. What, despite of what hits our life, does not denounce all that. He's still God. He'll always be God. And so we have to continue to trust him. Are you willing to trust him, church? That in your situation right now, in the waters are in front of you, he's calling you out. Are you willing to step out and say, God, I'm going I'm to I'm do that. If that's really you calling me out, then I, I, I want to step out. But we've got to keep our eyes on him, church. Because you're going to get voices from the sides. Voices of distraction. There's all kinds of voices, but God called us to be the voice. Hear his voice. He says, his, my sheep, hear my voice. Keep hearing the master's voice. Come on. It will always speak louder than the, the deceiver. It will always speak different than the deceiver. Church, if you recognize his voice, he'll always take you somewhere. Because let me tell you, when we're walking in faith, he's taking us somewhere. What all of us need to do is grab a hold of Jesus' hand and say, come on, let's go for this walk in life. I'm going to trust you with my whole life. I'm going to trust you that you're going you're gonna, to, for those who are looking for your spouse, that the spouse is down the line. And you don't make it happen. You let him bring that spouse to you. Come on. You trust him with your children. If you train them up, then release them to God. Amen. And don't worry about it. They'll come back. Keep your prayer because that's his promise. Otherwise, we're calling him what? A liar. Come on, he's no liar. My, my son's not serving God, but I know he's going to serve God. Why? Because it's a promise. I'm holding on to that promise. Come on, that's why I can, I can smile with him. I can rejoice with him. I can love him for who he is. 
knowing that one day he'll be there. Why? Because it's a promise. My wife did her part. I did my part coming when I came back to the Lord, amen. They're promised. Come on. Got two? One more? Odds are on my side. Hallelujah. My grandchildren are promised. My future grandchildren are promised. My, my children's children are promised. It's a promise for all of us. Your family's promised. They can be the most creepy, demonic, it's whatever they are, amen, man, they're evil. <laughs> but that promise is for them <laughs> if you hold on to them. Come on, if you don't look at their evilness at God, you got to see the good inside of them. That's what God did for us. Because we came in creepy. <laughs> Creeper. God loves us so much, church. And he wants to give you everything that's in his word. But if you want true faith, you've got to have some true commitment. You put your faith in something and really believe it and start to live it out. Commitment will follow, church. It's automatic. It goes hand in hand. Hand in hand. I believe in Jesus. Commit yourself to Jesus. And he'll make that commitment level high because you know what? No matter what we go through, and we may have our doubts and seasons where we question God, but, but God always answers us. I don't know about you, but when I come and I say, God, I don't know what you're doing here. You know, I'm not denying him. I'm not quitting on him, but I'm questioning him. And he'll always answer me. And sometimes you just say, you don't need to know, boy. <laughs> just keep walking. Okay, that's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'll keep walking. I, I, I don't need to. If he's in, in charge of my life and I committed my life to him, he's going to take care of me. And he'll take care of you. But he needs commitment. Don't be scared of commitment when it comes to Jesus. Because with commitment comes promise. And let's just hang on to the promises of God. Come on. He's coming to give us joy, peace, goodness, happiness. All that in his spirit, he gives us that. You know, we don't need to be mad Christians, bitter Christians, humbug Christians. You know, we, we're just, man, we walk around like, man, the, man life sucks <laughs> as a Christian. I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what church do you go to? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You need to go to Praise Chapel. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, but seriously. We should be the happiest people on earth. I'm not saying we don't have problems. Come on, anybody say amen to that? <laughs> we, we all have problems, amen. But problems don't overwhelm me. They, they, they don't allow me to sink. Problem, you know, my problems, amen, I'm able to walk on top. Why? Because I know who I'm trusting in. I never sink, amen. If, if I go in, man, I, I, I got to get on my knees and say, God, help me with this unbelief. Help me in this season that I'm not trusting you in, God. Help me in those things. And each time you cry out to him, he'll always lift you up above your waters. And he'll place you on a place where you can start to walk back in faith again. And start walking on top of your waters again, church. Just start walking. Don't, don't have to stare down. You don't have to worry. Am I going to sink? No. You keep your eyes on him. You keep your focus on Christ. And he'll always lift you up. Come on. Man, especially I have to trust God for all things. Man, I, 
in my home. I trust him with our church. I trust him with what's going on. God, I, I have to trust him. And he always keeps me above water. Some of us, man, need to have some fun, amen. Put some ice skates on. You guys need to go high. It's, it's wintertime, right? Come on, just he freezes up for you. Have some fun with Jesus. Some of you guys haven't spinned around and laughed for a long time. You're still worried about the problems. You're also, you're still look, you look at your waters instead of God. I mean, how are you going to serve God just looking down? Is it going to go away? Am I going to trust God? Just keep your head up. Keep your head up. Get your skates out. Let's do this. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, let's all stand up. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We praise you. True faith brings true commitment. All we need to do is get on our waters and start walking. Come on, let's overcome those things of doubt in our lives. Start trusting God. Start trusting Jesus. Trust Him like you did when you first got saved. That's it.